Welcome back to an episode of Too Many Men. Tony Pickenich, Eric Johnson, Tom, Zach, Trish, all here. No John. That's the only one we're missing. I mean, you kinda, take what you can get. Yeah. He's at the yeah. Mets game. It's okay. That's true. The ground uh, We have a new segment later in the show called Shining Stars that we'll get to. We also have FanDuel over-unders on the NFL season. We're doing wins. But before any of that, any of that, before, I got to talk about Bruce Brown of the Brooklyn Nets. Remember Aaron Boone that ran on Tuesday? Oh, this is going to be worse. Up three with under a minute left. Chris Middleton makes the basket to make it a two-point game. And basket to extend the lead. Who's taking the shot? Bruce Brown. For no reason. I live with that one. That one I live with. In that situation, it's fine. The best shooter for the basket, whatever, whatever. Now, the real problem I have is, if you can't tell, I was a Nets money line better. Oh, yeah. Had. As North, was Zach. <laughs> Zach, yeah. Zach had more than me on yeah, the Nets. I had, but, I had 170. Yeah, I had 140. Down one. The worst inbound play I've ever seen in my life. The ball goes rolling onto the court. Kyrie Irving gets it on the sideline. That is where Steve Nash should have called timeout and didn't. Yep. Instead, the ball somehow finds its way to Bruce Brown. And Bruce Brown, at that point, made a career choice to change from professional basketball player to professional bricklayer in a span of uh, uh, 15, not even like 10 seconds. He decided it's Bruce Brown time and then threw up one of the worst layups I have ever seen high off the glass, had no chance of going in. The second you saw it hit the glass, it was bouncing back out to in between the restricted area and the foul line. What you have the two time finals MVP, Kevin Durant. And you have the guy who made that shot in game seven in Kyrie Irving. And you, Bruce Brown, is taking the shot. I'd rather see Blake Griffin pull up and he couldn't make a basket. I'd rather see Joe Harris pull up and he couldn't make a basket. I don't want some player who was casted off from the Detroit Pistons taking that shot. It's different with Blake Griffin. It's not different with Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown is a scrub. I'm going to go full uh, Stephen A. Smith, Kwame Brown on him. Don't take that shot. How dare you look off KD and Kyrie? What the hell are you thinking? Two of the top 15 players in the world. You look them off and you take a shot. For that one second, he was thinking about having his Steve Kerr NBA Finals moment. Yep. Yep. And he tried to take it, and he threw up a left-handed layup, and he missed it by a mile. You know what I noticed, too, throughout the game, Tony, which was so annoying to me? Every time Bruce Brown brought up the ball to the – like, up the court – he was left wide, wide open, open every damn time. And he would never shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> there were, he there took were multiple 10 occasions. There were multiple of occasions where Bruce Brown was standing at the three-point line. Nobody, nobody within 10 feet of no. him. If he took a shot, it would have been nobody would have had any time to get to him. No, <laughs> and I and I remember looking going, take it. I was screaming at my TV. I, I don't care if you're not a three-point shooter. You're decent enough where if you can make a three. Open. when Giannis kept shooting. Yeah. Giannis shot eight threes. And he I made mean, one. Blake Griffin makes threes. He doesn't. He should not shoot threes. He, he doesn't. But he made a few. 
Oh, Brooklyn, that was ridiculous. Brooklyn had a 19-point deficit at the end of the first quarter. And we were and scared. Took the lead with under a minute left in the game. We should also Up three, 83-80. I really thought they had it. Yeah, me too. And you know what's crazy too is in that whole game, there were really only two runs. And it was the first quarter and the second quarter. And then it was after that, nobody could make a basket. Yeah. 86-83. That's such a low score. Yeah, over betters. The way they've been playing without hard, and they're still scoring 120 points. It's not even like it was good defense. No, it wasn't. They were nobody could shoot everything. Break after break after break. Yes. Brooke Lopez. A three from five feet behind the three point line and airballing the shit out of I don't know why he did that. <laughs> I don't know either. He was taking but there. There was a point where also Giannis has no moves, has none. He got the ball, walked up to the foul line, put it through his legs once or twice with Blake Griffin on him, and then backed all the way back out past the three point line so he could just get speed and try to dunk over him. And he couldn't. Giannis has no moves whatsoever. He was running over the Nets offense in the first quarter, and then he just stopped. Just stopped. Yeah. They started settling for shots. They didn't, they didn't do they didn't play in the paint. And for Milwaukee, it was Giannis, it was Chris Middleton, and no one else. No one else. Yeah. And if they would 30 points in the first quarter, 15 for Giannis, 15 for Middleton. Yeah. And if they would have just played the whole game like they did in that first quarter, they probably would have just blown out the Nets by like 20. Also, going into that last possession, not the last possession, the last possession was a KD three pointer mm. double teamed. I don't, that's not KD's fault at all. But going into that second to last possession, KD had made like a six of seven, six of eight down the stretch. Mm. And Bruce Brown looked them off. Yeah. And, and well, like you said, they, they had a timeout. They could have taken that timeout and reassessed the whole inbound, drawn up a play. Now, Tony, what'd you say the cash out was? Um, right before that mine, last possession? No, right before, right as KD hit the three to make it a three point game. My cash out was 167. Damn. You should have taken it. I don't know. In that up moment, three, up three with 50 seconds. Win at that moment, the Knicks were the uh, not the Knicks, the Nets were the only team that had made a basket in a two minute span. I thought they had it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Middleton dribble drive in. And I'm like, okay, they still have one. And then Bruce Brown does this thing. Must have thought wild. he was Wilt Chamberlain for two minutes and just screwed everything. So solely to Bruce Brown, the two of us lost combined three hundred and ten dollars. Yep. Yep. Very upsetting night. I had the Nets in like five different bets. Me too. I and all those did. bets didn't hit because of one. It was all because of the Nets. All because of Bruce Brown, fucking asshole. We thought it was a lock too. It was. It was. Dude, why were they dogs? Obviously, Vegas set us up. Yeah. <laughs> it's as clear as that. But, ah, it was too, plus 140. It was too good to be true. Really now, was. With that said, do you guys have Phoenix money line? Because Phoenix is the dogs tonight. If I get my free bet in time, I'm I'm putting the whole thing on on Suns money line. Plus 104 against the Nuggets. Good bet. Also, um, listen, if the Suns keep playing the way they are right now, no one in this league can can beat that. That's what the Nets beat 
the goddamn Bucks by combined like 90 points in the first two games. I understand. Without Harden. Without Harden. Yeah. That's true. No, but the Suns, man, they've been on a whole nother level. So what, the Nets. Then what have the Nets been on? <laughs> the Nets, you expect it. The Suns, you don't. Huh? That's not true. That what makes kind of no sense. That? You can expect the Nets to like before the season started. Everyone expected the Nets. No, not to go the to the Once playoffs at least. Yeah, but you. What do you mean? They had Katie and Kyrie. I hope I, I don't. There's nothing you're arguing that you makes it that makes the Suns bet any better than the Nets bet. No, I'm not trying to say they're any better. I'm just changing the subject to the Suns. That you should then, win. Their odds are going. Their odds are getting longer. They're now plus one hundred eight. They're plus one hundred four this morning. They're setting you up again. They are. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very much aware. It's oh, a yeah. good thing that Suns line didn't come out two days ago, or that parlay would have been the Nets money line and the Suns money line <laughs> for big money on the Nets two days before this game. Also, Nets. <laughs> the are minute the line came out, I bet on it. Yeah, Nets are two point favorites uh, tomorrow. Ah! <laughs> garbage. Why are they expecting James Harden to play? So no, that's a five point swing for them. Now here's the here's the funny thing. Shout out to the Nets plus three and a half betters. You guys, you guys cashed in. Now, as of earlier today, yeah, Clippers are minus four and a half tomorrow against the Jazz. Yeah, they're they're down two zero, right? Yeah, yeah Clippers were down one four. last night. I had a live bet on them last night to come back and win when they like we got were down five. They took a lead. And you're, you, might, you might give up sports betting because of Bruce Brown. Not well, particularly. I'm, I'm never going to bet basketball again. Fuck that. Listen, I, I now that hockey, it's not going to be two games in one night anymore. And hockey's where I made all my money in the past couple weeks. Uh, now that's not two games in one night. I, I usually do two team parlays, and I don't feel like stretching that out over days. You do baseball. Pick a lot. I, can, I, can't, I can't bet baseball. I got a big parlay tonight with that free $20 bet. Yeah, I had uh, the parlay last night, and I, I parlayed it. I had the the Jazz, the Vegas Golden Knights, who finished their series last night against Colorado Avalanche, and I had the Oakland Athletics. When I bet it, the game was 0-0. I look back, one nothing. Beautiful. I look back. Ten minutes later, it is six-one Royals. Yeah, it was a bad night for the athletics. <laughs> they hit three. They did three home runs in one inning. <laughs> and the A's refused to pull that pitcher for some reason. Just, just yeah. a bad night. Yeah, you are down bad. Tough one. Take one on the chin every once in a while, but that's it getting ridiculous. Up. Plus 300 <laughs> Islanders, minus one and a half. Parlayed with the Nets to win $120. I had that. 10 bucks or 15 bucks, whatever it was. Now, it's also worth noting that it wasn't all terrible. You guys did win $52 thanks to Kyrie and Katie. Well, we got $52 of free bets because that's the reason why I bet 100 Because yeah. if you bet 100 on the money line on DraftKings, you got a dollar bet for every point KD and Kyrie scored. Those free bets are still taking forever to process. We still haven't gotten them, um, nope. but but if you would have bet five hundred, you got a dollar for every point the Nets scored, which at looking back that, wasn't a lot at all. No, no. that's a ripoff. Just upsetting. Yeah. All right, let let's let's stay with the betting aspect of it. We're going into the twenty twenty one National Football League season mini camps 
are going on right now. Season win totals are out. This is courtesy of FanDuel. We will start in the NFC West with the Arizona Cardinals. New 17-game season. Their number is 8. Over 8, minus 130. Under 8, plus 110. Eric, I'll start with you. Do you have the over or the under for the Arizona Cardinals this season? I have the under. Tough division. Is that your only reasoning for it, is tough uh, division? I guess because there's a tough division, but I also think that a lot of the stars they got really aren't what the team's looking for long-term. But I'm going to so, go under here. So you have the under. Uh, Tom, what do you think here for the Cardinals? I also have the under. I just don't think they'll be able to compete in that division. And if they lose, if they drop two games, they probably drop like five games. Uh, Zach, what do you think? Can I go with a push here? Can I go? So you, think, with... you think eight wins is a good number eight... for him? I think they're going to be at eight. So Zach says push. Longer eight and eight, so. Well, yeah, it'd be eight and nine now. They won five games last year. I have them uh, coming in on the over on this number, I believe. Let me let me take a look real quick. They I did like my season and... predict already. They were like four and two and finished five and 11. Yeah, that's a, that's that's so tough, man. They lost a lot of bad games on the stretch. The last game they won was that. Uh... Yeah, one against Buffalo. No, they yeah. didn't finish five. This is two years ago standings I'm looking at, isn't it? Right. They finished five. No, okay, no, 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 no. They finished six and ten. Five right? and ten. They eight finished and eight. eight and eight last year. Oh, okay. So it'd be another seven. push. I have the card as of right now this year. I have the Cardinals going ten and seven. So I'm coming in on the over. Trish, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to take the over, too. I, I think that, you know, uh, Kyler Murray is just going to get better. I mean, you know, I don't see him taking a step back. Uh, he's hard to defend. He's hard to play against. He's a really, you know, skilled quarterback. He can make plays happen. I've given him a lot of shit in the past on this podcast for being short. But, I mean, he's been making it happen out there for two years now and doing the best he can with the team he has. So, I think they're going to go over. I could see them getting 10 wins. Yeah, and the extra game might be the deciding factor here of cashing yeah. in that over, you know. Uh, I do like it, minus 130. I mean, I see the value in the under bet at plus 110, um, but I, I do think they come in on that over. Uh, next is the Atlanta Falcons. Last season, the Atlanta Falcons went 4-12. and 12. This year's over-under number for them, 7.5 wins, over seven and a half is minus one thirty. Under seven and a half is plus one ten. Eric, what do you think here uh, for the boys down in Atlanta? I'm going to take the under. Um, I we've been bitten too many times by Atlanta, <laughs> where it seems like they're going to be this world beater and they're not. And now they don't have Julio Jones. There's a less of an offense there. Defense is looking kind of sketchy. I'm going to go under here. Uh, Zach, Zach, what are you thinking? I'm going to go under as well. I think <laughs> they don't know what the fuck they're doing over there. So they they got a tight end at what <laughs> third pick or the fourth pick. Fourth. They have no idea what they're doing. So I think they're going to have like four or five wins. Tom, I I have them going with five wins. So I guess the under. I guess. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. Trish. 
I'm definitely going under. You just lost Julio Jones. That was your cornerstone guy. You now, I know you just got Kyle Pitts and you're excited about him, whatever, but you gave up Julio for basically nothing. Your defense hasn't gotten any better in my eyes. And the defense is what lost you all your games last year because there were a couple games where flat, uh, um, fuck. Did you almost say say Flacco? I almost said Flacco. I know. I know. Matt Ryan was putting up 40 points and then their team was losing by, you know, five. Like you can't, your defense got no better. Why is Vegas giving them more games than they got last year? I think they're going to win less games because now they don't have Julio Jones and they're going to kill Kyle Pitts. Like they're just going to throw him the ball every play. He's going to die. <laughs> well, they got Calvin Ridley too. Ridley. Yeah. They don't have a but running back. That too. Miss me with that Mike Davis stuff. <laughs> they don't have a running back. Uh, I have them this year finishing four and 13. I don't have them winning a single game in the division. <laughs> they're, they're, I think they're worse than all those teams. Um, and hopefully, logically, the rebuild should start next year. It should have started this year. I do believe they should have taken Justin Fields at four instead of Kyle Pitts. Yes. But uh, the rebuild's got to start. I'm, I'm taking the under. I think that's an easy, easy bet. Next, them taking we, fields. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go I ahead. Just, I was going to say them taking fields over pits was clear to everybody in the world, except for the GM of the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> and and the owner Arthur Blank, who's and the also. Owner. It's just like, come on, dude. It's delusional at this point. Matt Ryan's still slinging it, but it, you don't have a team around him. Get a young guy who's going to be there. Let him let him build up his confidence in the league before, and then build the team around him. Atlanta, you, just, they should have just traded back. Yeah, yeah it could have gathered picks and probably still taken a quarterback. Now, I don't hate the Kyle Pitts pick. I actually think it was pretty good because, first of all, as a fantasy fan, I'm going to love it. I mean, not at four, though. Not, four is a little, little bit of a reach. I had him number two in my big board. but People give the Giants shit for taking Barkley at two. Like, now you're taking a tight end at four? That's absurd. I, I, I get I, who's the best player in the draft. I don't know about Pitts. I don't think – Atlanta need an offensive piece at four. No, well, maybe a line, if anything, but they do need some defense. I mean, this is a situation where trading back and gathering some draft capital would really have helped them. Uh, they could have used future or later picks in that draft on defensive pieces, or maybe you get your tight end there. I'm, I've been saying this forever. I, I don't like using t- first round picks on a tight end. It's as simple as that. I think you could find good tight ends in the second, third, fourth round even the fifth round. Um, it's just about developing tight ends correctly. And I know there's people that really don't see Kyle Pitts as a tight end. I'm, I lean more toward that crowd. I do think he's more of a wide receiver type uh, pass catcher, but I'm not a fan at all of taking tight ends in the first round. Same well, with running backs. So it depends uh, on the running point, back for me. To your point with the uh, wide receiver thing, I feel like that's just what tight end is becoming. Like we're calling certain of uh, some of these players tight ends, even though they have absolutely no run block. Like you can be a tight end now, as long as you can catch the ball. And that's because of, in my opinion, guys like, um, Oh, I can't even fucking think of it. Casey and uh, San Francisco. Kelsey and Kelsey and Kittle. Yeah. Because of those guys. Now, they're, we're looking at tight end as a completely different class of player. Well, as long as you're big and can catch the ball, they throw you in a tight end. 
I think it's more than that. I still think it's more than that because the thing that makes a Travis Kelsey, a George Kittle, a Darren Waller so dangerous is when they are out there. The, the personnel is not changing for run and pat or runner pass. Mm-hmm. Kittle can block. Kelsey can block. Ertz in his day could block. Waller can block. You still don't know whether or not they're running the ball. If you bring out like an Evan Ingram, just as an example, you know it's probably not going to be a run if he's lined up on the line of scrimmage. You know that's probably not what it's going to be. Yeah. If he's in a three-point stance. Probably Evan Ingram. If Kelsey's in a three-point stance, you still don't know if it's going to be a run or a pass. So Kelsey's running ability and Kittle's running ability or blocking ability gets them on the field more often, especially earlier in their career. Now they're going to be on the field no matter what, but it got them on the field more often early. And you need that blocking ability in the National Football League as a tight end. Yeah, but I, I just feel like in general, the whole tight end position is shifting to a completely different thing because the, it's not that it's getting less physical. It's just that they're they're getting more focused on tight ends that can catch, tight ends that can run routes. They're less focused on tight ends that can pass block, tight ends that can run block. Like they want guys that are going to put points on the board. They want, and I know this is going to be a bad example because he's always been able to do it, but Gronk has been always been able to score a lot. And that's he's also what they been want. able to block. He's it's been funny. able to block. I know. That's that's why I said I, I know this is a bad either. example. But that's they Antonio want, Gates. They want someone that's going to bring down the ball every time and be able to run a route and get open somewhere in the middle of the field. You know, just short plays that you're going to get five yards or ten yards. And they're going to be able to take hits. I feel like that's the difference now between a tight end and a wide receiver. Tight ends are more like they tank the stuff. They take the the dirty middle of the field plays where it's like right over the top, it's a cross route. It's only five yards, but Hey, you got five more yards or you're near the end zone. You need to throw it into the end zone, throw it to a big ass tight end. Who's going to be able to get up over everybody and bring it down. It's less of, I don't know. In my opinion, it's they're they're looking less for the run block capabilities of tight ends. And I feel like that's why Kyle Pitts is now everybody's like, he's a wide receiver, but he's playing a tight end. So I just think it also falls on Atlanta for just not knowing what they're doing with with their own offense, with their own team. (laughs) (laughs) I see it as this, you go back in history and look at your best tight ends past present in in the NFL. They all could block your best receiving tight ends in the national football league. All could block. Tony, Tony Gonzalez could block. Kellen Winslow Sr. could block. They all could block. That's the one thing they shared. Route running, some were better than others. Blocking, they all could block. And that's what keeps you on the field the most because you could be a part of any personnel grouping. Yeah, that's fair. Who's next? The Baltimore Ravens. Their number this year is 11. Over 11, plus 100. Under 11, minus 120. Eric, what do you think? For the over Ravens. City. I love the over here. I think 11 seems low. I have them going either 12 and 5 or 13 and 4. Um, yeah, I think we saw Lamar second half of the year break out. It's going to be a tough schedule for, uh, for Baltimore this year, but I still think 13 wins with the roster they have is definitely realistic. Zach, what do you think? I'm going to go under. I think they're going to be around like 9 or 10 wins. I think that division got a little bit tougher this offseason. So I, I feel like they're going to have a, their hands full in the division. Tom? 
I have them under. I think their schedule is just too tough for them to get over. How many wins was it? 11. Yeah, they. I don't think they can get over 11 wins with the schedule they have. Trish? Yeah, I think they're going to go over here. Uh, I I saw Lamar take a giant step forward in my eyes last season in the second half when he was doing a lot better. He's definitely becoming more of a dual threat. He's always had the run capability, and there's always been the joke of, oh, he's a running back. But last year, he was starting to look more accurate. He was starting to make better passes. He was starting to make smarter plays. And I love to see that out of him. And I think he's only going to keep moving forward. Uh, yeah, I have them coming in with the over. I have them getting 13 wins this season. A uh, real two-horse race for that NFC North, in my opinion. I actually have them finishing second in the division at 13-4. and four. So, yeah, I say over 11 is a uh, pretty decent bet. And that's that's the longer money on this one. That's that's the dog. That's even odds there, over 11. So, And I think even if you're an over better in that situation, looking for the value, uh, you got even have a decent chance at a push if some things go wrong earlier in the season. Next on the list, we have the Buffalo Bills. Their number the same as the Baltimore Ravens coming in at 11. Minus 110 each way over or under. Eric, what do you think here? Same here. Uh, gonna, for the Bills. Going to go over. I think I have them as the second best team in the AFC, maybe the third. Uh, I think it's going to be a great year in Buffalo. Josh Allen was doing great things. Stefan Diggs was the NFL's receiving yards leader. Division maybe got a little tougher with Miami and New England, but I still think Buffalo has that division in hand. I have them at least getting 13 wins. Zach, what do you think? I'm going to go over as well. I think they're they're on a, a vengeance run for Baltimore in the playoffs this year. And they're going to they're gonna take that division easily. I don't think the Patriots are going to do much with Cam Newton. And I don't think, as, as you guys said, the Jets and Miami got a little bit better. But I don't think it's enough to outdo the Buffalo Bills. Tom? I, I also have them getting the over. I, I think that, that that's a breeze. It's such an easy schedule for them. They only have, like, a few opponents that are like, you know, just like a playoff team at like in that area, they're going to, this is an easy lock. Trish. Yeah. I, I see them going over here when you're playing teams like, and you know, since Brady left, new England's been a joke and I know it's only been a season, but last year was just awful. And Miami made some right steps, but I, they're still a question mark for me. They, there were talks of them moving on from Tua this year. Like, I, I don't know what the hell is going on in Miami right now. They, they are looking better, but make up your mind. Do you want this guy or not? And then the Jets, yeah, they got the new quarterback, but I have a feeling the Jets are going to do the same thing they do with every quarterback they get, just ruin his career. So, yeah, I see Buffalo easily taking the over here. Uh, yeah, I, I do as well. I have them finishing with 15 wins. I think the only two teams they lose to in the regular season are the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I, I think that is very much a poss- possibility. Expecting another great year of Josh Allen up in Buffalo. Uh, so, yeah, I think they come around this over easy. I think they hit it by four games. Simple as that. Uh, next on the list, Carolina Panthers, seven and a half games. Uh, it, seven and a half wins, sorry, is their number. And the over is plus 110, the under minus 130. I'll start with Eric. Eric, what do you think here for the team with Sam Darnold now? I like the under. Uh, Defense still needs a little bit of work. Offense, one of the best in the league. It's all dependent on Darnold. If Darnold's going to be 
you know, as good as he was supposedly when he came out of the draft. And if he wasn't, you know, Adam Gase, then maybe they hit the over, but I can't see it in year one. I'm going to go under. I'm going around six and 11. Zach? I'm going to go with the opposite. I'm going to, I'm going to love to see Sam Darnold go to a new team and just absolutely win like most of their games. I'm going to go over. I think they get like eight or nine wins. Tom? I'm going to go with the under. I think it's, they need like a year just to get, get more acquainted with each other. Trish? I'm going to go over here. Uh, bouncing off of what Zach just said, I'm excited to see Sam Donald absolutely tear it up in Carolina this year. I think he's going to be great. I mean, you know, he finally has somewhat of an O-line in front of him. He finally has receivers around him. He has a running back that's not 900 years old. He's got a semi-competent defense and a very competent head coach. I think he's going to do great down in Carolina, and I think they're going to hit the over with ease. Um, this is a close one for me. I have the Carolina Panthers coming in at seven wins this season. So that is the under, but with that being said, yeah, definitely a game or two over the course of regular season. They can go either way. Like I have them losing to Philly, but who knows how Philly starts the season. They could win that game. But as of right now, I have them coming in at the under with seven wins, uh, just under that seven and a half number. Next, we have the Chicago bears. Their number is seven and a half, even, uh, Minus 110 each way. I'll start with Eric again. Eric, newly landed Justin Fields and the veteran Andy Dalton uh, behind uh, under center there in Chicago. What do you think for the Bears? This could go either way. This is the one where I'm like, uh, I could see them getting under. I, could see it. I don't know. I'm going to go over because I think Justin Fields gets in before the end of the regular season. I think he gets in like week five, week six. And I could see the Bears going around nine and eight going slightly over 500, but, you know, I'm slightly going over. It's going to be tough, though. Zach, what do you think? I'm going to go under. I, I don't. I think they have a lot to prove this year. They, they don't know who's going to be their quarterback yet, and it's going to be a battle. And I don't know how Fields is going to do first coming into the league, so I'm going to definitely go under. They're going to have, like, I would say seven, six to seven wins. Tom? This is the easiest over there is. They're going, they went eight and eight with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles, and then they upgraded the quarterback. They're going to have 12 wins this year. Trish? The funny thing about Chicago is their defense is locked down. Like most of the time, their defense is pretty solid. So I, I like the over here. Uh, I don't think Andy Dalton's that bad of a quarterback. I mean, he was serviceable in Dallas uh, last year. And I, I actually am going to go against the grain here. I don't think Justin Fields sees uh, the field this season. I think they're going to have him sit behind Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's going to do a little bit of teaching and give him a year to kind of acclimate to the NFL. Great teacher in Andy Dalton. You'd be one. You don't think he's going to see the field. <laughs> he's not going to see yeah. the Justin Field. <laughs> Comedy. Uh, I have this number. Uh, I have them low. And I know Tom hates this because Tom and I talked about this uh, a while back. I have them coming in with four wins this season. Uh, I have the defense taking a step back this year. Uh, the cliff is coming for that defense. defense. Defensive numbers are the things that don't usually carry over from season to season, and theirs has continued. I, I expect a step back from their defense 
And I'm going to be honest, I have no faith at all in Andy Dalton to lead a team to more than seven wins. And I have very little faith in a rookie quarterback, even with Justin Fields' ability, to do that as well. So I have them actually only winning four games this year. Uh, that's good enough, though, for third in the division. I have that under number coming in pretty easily, though. Next is the Cincinnati Bengals. Their number comes in at six and a half, over six and a half, plus 120, under six and a half, plus, uh, minus 140. Eric, what do you think here for Cincy? Going under, I have them going five and 12. Uh, I like I like what's going on. I think they're kind of a little out there in terms of their drafting. I think they should have taken Panay Sewell, but that's a tough division for them. That is a really, really rough division for them, and I think they're going to get clobbered by a lot of defenses in that division. I can't see him winning more than max five games. I have him going, I think, either five and 12, four and 13. Uh, Zach, what do you think? Uh, I'm not too sure when. Do you guys know when Joe Burrow's expected back? Week one. Week one. Okay. Well, it doesn't really change my opinion, but I don't think coming off the injury, he's going to have a stellar year. I think he's going to be a little scared to do a lot of things that he used to do. So I'm going to say go under, and I'm going to be with you, Eric, five wins. Tom? I also have the under pretty simple reason. He still doesn't have protection. I know they got Jamar Chase now, but that doesn't mean much if you can't get the ball off. Trish? Uh, I, I guess I'm going against the grain again. I'm going over here. I love six and a half as the number. I think they're going to get seven wins. Um, but I just – I think that – they're going to focus more on the O-line. I know that they haven't like taken a lot of help on the O-line, but I feel like they're going to try to work with the guys that they have and try to get it to a, somewhat of a reasonable O-line like status where he's not getting hit on every single play and he's not having to stretch plays out by a million. But I remember what he was doing last season before he got injured, and it was impressive. Like, I know he wasn't winning a lot of games, but if his defense could figure it out a little bit, it, I think that they could do a lot better than they did last season. Um, yeah, that offensive line is still still terrible for the Bengals. And I, I was a big, big supporter of, in the draft, drafting what Joe Burrow needed, not what Joe Burrow wanted. That was the big thing for me. Uh, I have them coming in under the six and a half number. I have them at five and 12, but I do have that for good enough uh, for third best in the division. So there you go. Next on the list, we have the Cleveland Browns staying in the state of Ohio. And the Browns number is 10 and a half minus one Oh five for over uh, minus minus one fifteen for under. So the under number for the successful Browns in the last year, is favored. Eric, what do you think here out of the Cleveland Browns? Biggest lock for over of the years that I've heard so far. Uh, ten and a half, I think they're going to shatter that. I think they're going to win the division. I'm going 13 and 4, 14 and 3. I think that is a talented enough defense with Odell coming back. They're going to have a healthy receiving core. I mean, they went, what was it, 10 and 6 with a battered receiving group pretty much the whole year. Did play yeah, better. They went eleven that. and five. They went eleven and oh, five last year. Oh, they, they went eleven and five without Odell, though. Yeah. So maybe Odell gets more targets, and Odell's going to be that big receiver that Baker Mayfield 
needs at the, the next level. And I know Odell's already been there for a year, but maybe when now that they're successful, I think he needs like a true number one. And I think Odell can be that guy if he's rehabbed correctly. I also think Clowney's going to have a bounce back here too. Uh, Zach, what do you think? This is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go – it's 10 and a half, right? Yep. I'm going to go with the under and say they get 10 wins. I think they're a good team. But, again, I don't I don't fully believe Odell elevates that that team because obviously we saw it last year they played better without Odell most of the year. Well, so. you also got to remember, this is a run-first team. They had two 1,000-yard rushers last season and the best offensive line in football. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to stick with the 10 wins, though. I, I, I think they'll, they'll still win the division at 10, 10 and 7. Tom, what do you think? I personally have the over. I think they're going to get 12 wins this year. They have a tough schedule, but I, I think they're going to pull this one out overall because I don't have a lot of that division being that good. Zach, good question here. How do you have the Browns going 10 and 7 and winning the division when you have the Baltimore Ravens ca- cashing? Uh, uh, they're over of 11. I forgot about that. <laughs> Math. <laughs> It'll be second. My bad. Okay. Math Trish, what do you think? Long suit. Uh, I'm going to go under here. Uh, I know Odell's a really good wide receiver. I don't think he is a number one. I think he'd be a really good number two, like a, like a top tier number two. But when it's just Odell, he wants the ball too much. He gets kind of like, ball hoggy and then it kind of just you can see it when he plays it kind of throws the whole offense off you saw it in not as much but you saw it a little bit in New York when he would yell at people on the sideline because he wasn't getting the ball enough and we haven't seen it as much in uh, Ohio in Cleveland but you did see Odell go down with an injury and somehow the team improved so I don't know if that's Odell's fault. I don't know if that's just they found themselves after he got hurt, and now when he comes back, he's going to just be another improvement to the team. But I, I honestly think that they're going to get worse. Uh, so I have the Browns coming in over this number. I have them going 14-3 and three and winning that division. Uh, I think Odell coming back helps the offense, gives them a little bit more of a threat on the outside. Defenses can't stack the box as much. Uh, to stop the run, it's going to be very hard to stop a two-headed monster of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. We saw that last season with no real outside threat outside of Jarvis Landry, who was banged up a lot last in the season. And on the defensive side of the ball, I like the acquisition of uh, Jadavian Clowney. They needed a pass rusher on defense. Olivier Vernon just wasn't getting it done for that team. Now, Jadavian Clowney needs a big bounce back year after what happened last year in Tennessee. But I want to focus, too, on two rookies. Because Greg Newsom is going to help that secondary, 26th they, overall pick. They had a homer during the draft. And Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa is a very good pick, very great value at 52 for the Cleveland Browns. I think he makes a big impact on that defense in the linebacker core. I think 10.5 is a breeze and 14-3, and 5-1 and one in the division. They take the division as well. Next up, we have the... Dallas Cowboys, their number is nine and a half. This is the first of the NFC East teams we've gone through. Uh, same odds both way over under nine and a half. Eric, I'll start with you. Nine and a half wins for Dallas. What do you think? I have the over. This is my NFC East division winner. Um, Dallas's big need was defense, and they got their defense. 
Uh, they got a couple couple pieces. They, they're working a little bit with Sean Lee. He's gone. Micah Parsons comes in. Parsons, current favorite for defensive rookie of the year. The wide receiver trio in Dallas, arguably the best in football. And Dax now got his money. He's got his long-term deal. And now he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. If Zeke can have a bounce back year, I could see around 12 and five for the boys down in Dallas. Uh, Zach, what do you think? I'm going to go under. I'm not stalled on Dak Prescott. He's coming off a pretty bad injury. And I think that the, the Giants and the Eagles are going to give them a run for their money for this division. Uh, Tom, what do you think? That's basically my same thought on it. Dak's coming back from bad injury. That's it? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, it. that's, that's it. it. Okay. I, I thought I had more. I did not. Uh, Trish, what do you think? Wait, Tom, you have under? Yeah. Trish, what do you got? I, I'm going to take over here. I, I'm going to be realistic. The, that division is so weak. You had Washington win it last year, and Washington, in my mind, is just awful. I think they're going to be the division winners, and I think their record's still going to be abysmal. I think they're going to get like 10 wins, 10 and 7, and they're going to be, that's going to be good enough to take it, unless the Giants surprise me. Like, I would be pleasantly surprised, or the, the Eagles, I would be upset, but I don't see the Eagles as improving that much from last season. I don't see. The Gi- like the Giants picked up a couple pieces, but again, I don't see like the big game changer piece that's going to make them leaps and bounds better. And the same thing with Washington. Now there's a question mark on the quarter. It's going to be that kid, right? Um, oh, what's his name? It's either going to be guy- Heineke or Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Heineke, which I, he's, he's a big question mark in my mind. I don't know what he's going to do next season. I think Dallas has got this division on lock. As long as Dak comes back and he's – good to go if he's still you know feeling that injury there might be some games they drop but they shouldn't but other than that they they should have that division on lock uh, i have them coming in under I have them coming in at nine wins this season good enough for second in the division uh, i do acknowledge they made some acquisitions on defense michael parsons is going to be great down in dallas with that being said i look at their defensive coordinator their new defensive coordinator who is coming from another defensive dumpster fire. Granted, he was the head coach of that team. Dan Quinn, the new defense coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, no, for the uh, Dallas Cowboys coming over from the Atlanta Falcons, doesn't wow me that his scheme, everything about it, I don't know how much of a hand he had in the defense in Atlanta the past couple seasons, but it hasn't wowed me. I, I, I would need to see a year of the change in results to really believe in it prior to prior to seeing it. Uh, So I have them coming in under nine wins. I think that defense is still going to be an issue for them, which, and they need to get it settled sooner rather than later. Cause the more years you wait, the more years it takes, the harder it gets. We see that for every team when it comes to having to pay players on raises, it's going to get harder as the years go on. But I do like Michael Parsons. I do like him for defensive rookie of the year. I think he's going to have a big year down in Dallas, but I have them coming in nine wins second in the division. Next up, we have the Denver Broncos. Their number is eight and a half wins, uh, minus 130 for over, plus 110 for under. Eric, what do you think here for Denver? I have the over for one reason. So I think Aaron Rodgers is starting quarterback opening night. Hmm. 
I think they managed to swing a trade. I think that's why Denver didn't take a quarterback in the first round of this year's draft is because they have a realistic chance of landing Aaron Rodgers. I think that situation Green Bay is going to boil over and he's going to be in Denver. And he's going to have a lot of say. Great offensive receiving core, great tight end, decent offensive line, and a defense that's going to ball out every night for him. I have the over here. I'm going probably 11 and 6. Wow. You and I are going to be on opposite ends of the spectrum when I get to Denver. Zach, what do you think? I'm going under 100%. Uh, I want to say they're going to be around like – I'm going to say six wins is what they what they get to. So you have under. Uh, Tom, what do you think? Uh, I have the under as well. I only have them getting the five wins, and that's regardless of who starts for them. I, I feel like they're just – Whoa, 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 whoa. Five what do you mean regardless Aaron of who Rogers. starts for them? As in Bridgewater or Drew Locke, because they're okay. not getting All Aaron right. Rodgers. Oh. All right, that's what I thought. Right. Okay. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm currently, like, on the roster. Okay. That good? Yeah. Yeah, so between those two, I see 5 and 12 solely because I think the team kind of just underachieves a lot, and they just don't know what to do with their quarterbacks. I don't even think Bridgewater's bad. It's just, like, the Broncos don't know what they're doing. Trish, what do you think? I'm going to say over here. I don't think they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. I have a feeling that Green Bay is going to do enough to calm him down and keep him there, at least for this season. I don't know about next season, but this season I think he's going to start in Green Bay. I don't know if he'll finish in Green Bay, but I think he'll start in Green Bay. Uh, and I think Teddy Bridgewater is a serviceable quarterback, and that team is really only missing a quarterback. So if you put Teddy Bridgewater in there, I could see him getting 10 wins. Man, you're going to hate me. Oh boy. I have the Denver Broncos starting off the season two and one and then not winning another game the rest of the season. <laughs> okay. Why? Why? Uh I look at their schedule from week four out. It's a loss to Baltimore. I have them losing to Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh. I think they have the the worst offense in the division. Granted, that's a division packed full of offenses. I have them losing to the Raiders. I have them losing to Cleveland and Cleveland. I have them losing to Washington. I have them losing to Dallas in Dallas. Uh, Philly's an interesting one. I gave them Philly, I think, coming off of a bye week. I gave it Philly. I got them losing to the Chargers, the Chiefs. Somehow, I might give them three wins. I might have them beating the Lions, but I have them losing to the Bengals. Uh, and then you lose to the Raiders in Vegas. You lose to the Chargers in Los Angeles, and you lose to the Chiefs for a second time in the season. I don't have them winning a single game in the division. I think they're the worst team in the division, at least the worst offense, because that, that whole division is going to be a shootout this year. Von Miller coming off an injury concerns me a little bit, and that's your defensive centerpiece. Uh, I have coming in well under the well under the number uh, for the under. Maybe not two wins, maybe three. I also have no faith in Drew Locker, Teddy Bridgewater as quarterbacks over the course of a full season. Uh, there's nothing about either of those quarterbacks that has impressed me recently to say that, yeah, that's the guy. I also do not think they're requiring another quarterback. So I have them coming in with the under. Next, we have the Detroit Lions. Their number is five. The second lowest out of all the teams. Over five is even odds. Under five, minus 120. Eric, what do you think here for Detroit? Under. This is going to be the second worst team in football. I'm going three and 14. They have no wide receiver. Their top wide receiver right now is Rashad Perriman. The offensive line, better, but not great. Defense, one of the worst in football last season. 
And Jared Goff has been proven to be way too inconsistent at times. Plus a new regime. It's going to be a slow year in Detroit. It's going to be a, a tough, painful year. But I'm going 3-14, and 14, I'm taking the under. Zach, what do you think? I'm going to go under, but I'm going to go they're only getting one win. Oh, okay. it could happen. I mean, I don't think they, they lost, obviously, Galladay. They lost some pieces. And I don't, again, as Eric was saying, Jared Goff is not that consistent and hasn't been since the Super Bowl appearance. So, Tom, what do you think? I have them actually pushing. I see it as they got a lot of easy teams to play, like Cincinnati, Philly. And I also have them beating the Falcons just because the Falcons like always blow a lead or something. So five and 12 seems fair. Trish. I'm going to go over. And my reasoning is that their, their defense is terrible. Yes. Their O-line's okay. And I think Jared Goff is better than a lot of people give him credit for. Yes. He had one of the best defenses in the league uh, uh, on the Rams, but he also had one of the highest scoring offenses in the league when he played there. I think he's a, f- a fairly good quarterback. And he was, you know, he, yes, system quarterback, whatever. But how good is that system really? Because they haven't, they haven't been winning that much. And I don't think it's Jared Goff's fault. I think it's more of uh, their head coach just believing in his system too much and trying to force certain things to happen that just aren't going to happen instead of going with a different option and possibly winning football games. So I I see them getting six wins here. I'm a big fan of Dan Campbell. I'm a big fan of Jared Goff. I'm not a big fan of a fan. I love Panay Sewell. With all that being said, this is only a a, a four-win football team. They're going to go four and 13. (laughs) I have the worst team in the NFC. Uh, So I I think that under is a pretty, pretty, pretty much a lock in my opinion. who the hell is going to catch the ball for Jared Goff? The one thing they really, really, really needed going into the draft was a wide receiver, and they didn't draft one. Just, uh, Tom, who's that guy? Come on, Ross St. Brown. Is, is, he, is he a lion? Yeah, yeah, he's a lion. Yeah. The goat. He's been standing out in camp. Watch out. I'm excited for TJ Hawkinson's fantasy numbers this year. Let me just say that. All right, here we go. This should be the bottom feeder in the NFL, the Houston Texans. Their number comes in at four. Questions all over the roster, over four, minus 125, under four, plus 105. Let's start to speed it up as we go through them. Eric, what do you think here for the Texans? Under, my worst team in football. I mean, you're starting Tyrod Taylor or a rookie third-round pick at quarterback. Davis Mills, baby. Zach, what do you think? I'm going to go under. Tom? Under. Trish? Under. I have them going uh, two and fifteen. <laughs> I was, they're just they're just so bad. Do you have any team going zero and seventeen? No, and that would have been my candidate for it. I have them winning two games. Who do I have them beating? The Jets. No, I have the Jets beating them. Jags. I have them beating the Jags, and I haven't beaten Tennessee coming off a of bye week. You should change that. Seems like a game they would just win out of well, nowhere. Yeah, they do win. The, the, <laughs> they win the one Jaguars, game out of nowhere. The Jaguars win one game over divisional rival for, or no, the Texans do for like no reason. That'll be one of them. Yeah. That's going to be the one. Uh, speaking of the AFC South, the next two teams are also in there. Let's go with the Indianapolis Colts. Their number is nine and a half. 
Uh, over is minus 150. Under is plus 125. Eric, what do you think here for Indy? Newly with Carson Wentz. I like the under here. I got nine and seven. Really? Okay. Uh, Zach? This is a tough one. I'm going to go over. I'm going to say, what was the over again? Ten? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. I'm going to go with 11. Tom? Over at 10. Trish? Over. Carson Wentz finally has a real team. (laughs) (laughs) I have him coming in. That's right. That's right. It was the team's fault. It wasn't Carson Wentz's fault. That's... You gave you gave so much crap. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing no, this Tom. again. I'm just saying you gave so much crap. To we're him. not doing this I'm just this saying again. we're not doing this again. It's because you guys don't like facts. Okay. Uh, I have Indy going 13-4, and four, uh, tie for the division, coming in second in a tiebreaker. Yeah. Next is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Their number is six and a half. Uh, oh, I lost the odds on it. But, Eric, what do you think here? Six and a half for the Jaguars. Under. Besides the Trevor Lawrence pick, the draft really didn't move the needle for me much. And the defense is still weak. Zach, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go. Minus 110 each way, by the way. I'm going to go under. under. I think he, it's a like they don't have a team yet to really like. They signed Tim Tebow for God's sakes. I don't know what they're <laughs> doing. So I'm going to go under. I don't think they, they say that, that right there should be the lock for the under. Yeah. Tom, you watch under. your mouth. Tom's <laughs> got the under, Trish. I will not stand for any Tim Tebow slander. They are going under, but that's just <laughs> because that's because I don't think Trevor Lawrence buys you five and a half wins. <laughs> That's really optimistic. How many does right Tim there. Tebow buy you? None. No, Tim Tebow at tight end. None. Tim Tebow at quarterback. He'll buy three. you like three. <laughs> but, Do you think Tim Tebow right now buys more than Trevor Lawrence right now? Only because he's actually been there and done it. He knows. He knows what it's like. All right. I, so the last. Lawrence, the last football game Tim Tebow started in as a quarterback was a playoff game. Yeah. I have them winning five games, uh, but I do have Tim Tebow catching six touchdowns and throwing for two. So I have them going five go. and 12 this season, one and five in the division. You lose Thank for you. Get out of here you with that Tim Houston. Tebow slander. Uh, next, we have the Kings of the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're number 12 and a half. Uh, even odds for over, minus 120 for under. Eric, what do you think here for the Chiefs? I'm going over. I have them going 15 and two, being the top team in the division. Zach? Uh, over, definitely. I think they'll, what Eric said, 15 wins. Uh, it's a no-brainer. Tom? Over. Trish? Yeah, over. Uh, I have them going 14-3. and three. Good enough for second best in the AFC. So that cashes in on the over. Las Vegas Raiders, their number, six and a half. Uh, minus 145 for over, plus 125 for under. This is one of those teams you have no idea until they take the field what it's going to look like. I'll start with Eric. Eric, what do you think here for the Raiders? They went seven and nine with a worse roster than they currently have last year. So I'm going to go over. I'm going to say they go eight and eight. Still hate the Kenyon Drake signing. And they need a wide receiver. It seems like John Gruden just hates Josh Jacobs. Uh, Zach, what do you think? I'm going to go over. They're going to have 
they didn't have fans obviously their last year. So I think having fans in that new stadium, they're going to win a lot of home games this year. They even got a nightclub at the end of the end zone. So it's going to be awesome. That's the bucket list. Too many men trip right there. 100%. That's the one. Tom, what he got for the Raiders? Under at six and eleven, they they literally got rid of their entire offensive line. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. I was waiting for someone to bring it up, and I then reached on Alex up. Leatherwood. <laughs> Trish, what do you think? Yeah, no, under, obviously under. They they got rid of their entire offensive line. They were like, hey, <laughs> no, you know that's what? not true. They kept Richie Incognito. Oh, I'm so sorry. They kept one of the worst offensive linemen. My bad. And how did they use that money? They signed Yannick Ngakwe. Oh. Does Yannick Ngakwe block? You know what they said? Gruden went, you know what? We've been winning too many games. I'm kind of bored. Let's make it impossible by taking away our entire offensive line. How do you do that? How do you get your whole O-line? Gruden can't get fired. I understand he can't, but why do you got to do shit like that? You think he's just flirting with the line to see what he can get away with? Like, oh, hey, you know what I can do? I can just get rid of everyone and still be the coach of this team. He wants to win with the worst team possible. They're going to win four games this year, and it's it's going to be awful. And it's going to be sad. And then next year, they're going to win like 10, and everybody's going to be like, oh, the Raiders are back. No. So you have the under? Yes. I just okay, no, so I After all say, that, you had the over. I just want to say, <laughs> if you think about it, you take away the line they had last year, put the line that they're predicted projected to have this year, they lose that game against the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, I have here. Here's how messed up the Raiders are. Oh man! In between the Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders, my top three teams in the AFC West this season, I have them all going four and two. The Chiefs going fourteen and three, uh, four and two in the division. The Chiefs going fourteen and three. The Chargers going twelve and five on the season, and then the Raiders only winning two more games outside of the division and going <laughs> six and eleven this season and coming in with the under. There you go. Next, still in the division, nine and a half, and I just said it. I have the, the Chargers going uh, 12 and five, so I have them coming in at the over pretty easily. Eric, what do you think? Same record, 12 and five. Love their offseason moves. I think Herbert's going to take a huge step forward, and I like the weapons he has as a receiver. And I have Austin Eckler come back for a full year, too. Facts. Zach? What was the over-under again? Nine and a half. I'm going to go over. Okay. Tom? I have them going over with 13 wins, and I actually have them beating the Kansas City Chiefs once. Ooh. Trish? What uh, what defensive moves did they make this offseason? Everyone who was injured last year is coming back. That was their defensive moves. <laughs> that was a good yeah. answer, Tom. As I go to Wikipedia. Unless I see a vast improvement. I know they have a new coach, which is a great first step. Because that coach was making some atrocious calls. But Anthony unless Lynn, I see... Not a big Anthony Lynn guy? No! Dude, you have one of the best quarterbacks in the division. And you're... Uh, what was it? Kicking a field goal from, like, way out? Listen. Running the ball? Like, what are Listen. you doing, dude? Listen. Just win the game with the quarterback that is absolutely tearing it up all the other times. They did it, like, four times this season where they should have won games because they had, like, six or... What is it? I think it's more than three touchdown lead, and they lost all those games. Wasn't that the Falcons? Yeah, I think no, that was them too. Falcons did it too. But why? Why is Trish so passionate about the AFC West and mediocre AFC West teams? I don't know. It's just, this. It. This just annoys me. Because nine and a half. Okay, under. 
under nine and a half. Really? Yes. I don't I, unless I see a giant step forward from the defense. I think that the you new coach Anthony is going to need. You know, Anthony Lynn's not there anymore, right? No, I know, but I think this new head coach is also going to need some time to. And, and and Staley's the favor for coach of the year. Excel. Well, that's just because right. of the team he has. But... Let's let's continue to speed through them. Staying in Los Angeles, we have the Rams. They're number ten and a half. I have the Los Angeles Rams going eleven and six this year and hitting their over. Uh, Eric, what do you think? I'm going over two. I am going thirteen and four. Have them win the division. I think Matt Stafford's a nice little upgrade. I love their receiving group. I have Cam Akers as a top ten running back this year in fantasy. Love what they're doing on defense. And Kyle Sears is going to be happy. Zach, I'm going to go over. I think I'm I'm very excited to see Matt Stafford on a team that's not the Detroit Lions. On a good team. Yeah. So I think he's going to, with the change of scenery, is going to come out throwing dimes, and he's going to bring them to the playoffs. Tom? I have them going 2-4 and four in the division, but going 11-6 and six and making the playoffs. <laughs> I, I'm all for Matt Stafford. I think he's going to bring this team somewhere. Trish? Yeah, uh, I agree with everybody. I'm going over here. I think Matt Stafford is a vast improvement for the Rams, and I think that uh, he finally has a team. So, Wait a minute. I'm curious, Trish. Yep, yep. You, you said Matt Stafford is a mass improvement. Yep. And then you also said earlier Jared Goff. I like Jared Goff. Don't get me I just, wrong. I'm confused. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's that bad, but I think Matt Stafford has been for years – one of the best quarterbacks in the league, just on the worst team possible. Okay. So I think I'd like to see what he can do with a real team and okay. some real wide receivers, a real O-line, and a real defense. Okay. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins. Everybody took the over on the Rams, by the way. We have the Miami Dolphins. Their number is 9.5, and, and I have them coming in under this number. I have them actually having a losing record this season and going 8-9. and nine. Eric, what do you think? Well, what's the over-under again? 9.5. I like the under here. High I number. Like, I like nine and eight. Um, I think a lot of that is last season. I think a lot of that's lightning in a bottle. It's going to all depend on Tua. If Tua's good, then they might hit the over, go 11 and five. If he's not, it's going to be an under. Zach? I'm going to go under here. Tom? I'm going under. Trish? Yeah, I'm going to go under, too. I, I don't see a lot of improvement that they made. And, uh, again, figure it out with Tua. Come on, guys. <laughs> All right. Next, we have the Minnesota Vikings. They're number eight and a half. I have the Minnesota Vikings this season going seven and ten and hitting that under. Sorry, Eric, but what do you think? I have them going ten and seven. I have them uh, second in the division. But, again, that's – I have them second in the division, offer. too. Contingent on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers goes. I have him winning. If Aaron Rodgers stays, I have him second. I like 10 and 7. I think that's a, a fair number. Have him making the playoffs as a wild card. But I don't think it's going to be a world-beating year by any means, although I think it's going to be definitely not what we saw last year. Uh, Zach, what do you think? I'm going to stick with the under as well. Uh, not a lot of improvements and tougher divisions, so. Tom, I'm going to stick with the under. I have them going 6-11. and 11. Trish? I'm going to go under, too. And I think even without Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay owns Minnesota. Even though we won one last year? Fun. 
No, I, I understand. One one, one last year. Guess what? The Giants beat the Eagles record. last year. Relax. The Bears are exactly. going to this year. Yeah, I, I think Green Bay absolutely owns Minnesota. So I think even without Aaron Rodgers, they do. Back to the AFC East. The New England Patriots. They're number nine this year. Uh, I have the Patriots coming in seven and ten, cashing in on the under. Uh, Eric, what do you think? Opposite, I'm going ten and seven, hitting the over. I like a lot of the offseason moves, and I think Mac Jones is going to be a huge step up for Cam Newton. Zach, I'm going to go under as well, but I do. I'm excited to see how Mac Jones does because it seems like Belichick got who he really wanted in that draft. So. I think it could be a, another Tom Brady type situation in the next 10 years. So Tom, uh, what was the over under nine? Again? Nine. I have a push and that's, that's basically regardless if it's Cam Newton or Mac Jones, I'm more relying on the weapons they have and the defense they have. Trish. I think over, I think that new England made a lot of really insane uh, moves this off season. And a lot of people forget that, pretty much their entire defense opted out last season. So now you have their entire defense coming back. They're going to be the new England of old. That defense was carrying Tom Brady towards the end of his career in new England. And then he went on to Tampa Bay and did that thing. But that defense is insanely good. And we forgot that last year because we saw a bunch of third stringers out there playing starting positions. So I think that this team's going to come in with Mac Jones and he's just going to hit the ground running. And absolutely, I think they're going to get 12 wins this year. A lot of my thought behind it is the guy throwing the ball, either a first year quarterback or Cam Newton. It seems like a seven win team to me, even with all the, uh, the offseason moves. New Orleans Saints ushering in a new era. Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill will be the starter for the team. Their number is nine. I have them coming in under at eight and nine this season. Eric? I have a push at nine and eight. Okay. Exactly where it is. I think when you're going to see a lot of throwing the ball, and I think it's going to be a little bit of a down year for Kamara. But yeah, it's the ups and downs of Jameis Winston at quarterback. I'm going over and only for one reason. And that's the laser eye surgery that Jameis Winston got to go. Okay. Tom, eight and nine under. So under. Okay. Trish. Uh, I'm going to hit you with some logic here. Uh, Jameis Winston hasn't lost a game with the saints, right? He started a couple last season and won every single one, right? I think he sounds, would. that sounds right. Right. That sounds, sounds right. Sounds right. confident Didn't in that. They put Taysom Hill in before Jason. I yeah, they put, only they put Taysom Hill in. I'm pretty sure he Even, only okay. Even if Winston only just... threw for 75 yards last year. Yeah, that's rough. Although he <laughs> threw a touchdown Hill. in the playoffs. He did. There you go. No, so my reasoning is that that team is still really solid. Even without Drew Brees, they're a very, very uh, well-rounded team. They have good defense, good offense, good special teams. Uh I think that they're going to do great, even without Drew Brees and with Taysom Hill. He's, you know, he's got, he's a tight end playing quarterback. So, you know, he can do whatever the fuck you want him to do. And then you got Jameis Winston, who's finally going to get a shot again after the Bucks. And like Zach said, with that laser eye surgery, he's actually going to be able to see who he's throwing to. So he's not going to just be like, man, that looks like red and then chuck it downfield and hope. So we'll see. 
but I think they're going to go over. Next, we have the New York Giants. A lot of moves in the offseason. Adoree Jackson, Kenny Galladay coming over. Uh, their number is seven. I have them coming in 11-6 and six this season, winning the NFC East. That defense is a top-10 defense when performing. Uh, fringe top five. So I have them going defense-heavy this season, and that winning them a lot of their games. Kenny Godley going to help stretch the field for that team, though. Uh, I have them coming 11-6, and six, hitting the over. Eric? Uh, almost exactly he's saying here. I have them 7-10, and 10, but it's symmetry. Push. I'm going to do push two in a row. Uh, defense is good. Wide receivers are good. Everything looks good. Quarterbacks, eh. I have them finishing third in the division. Zach? This is a proving year uh, for Danny Jones, so I'm going to go with the over. I think he pulls he, – he's going to show us what he's got this year. Tom? I have 12 and 5, but I always have them going with way too many wins. <laughs> Trish? Well, this is it. This is the year for Daniel Jones. If, if he doesn't do it this year, it's not looking good for his future, and I think he understands that. I've seen him working, off, working out a whole lot this offseason, and I think they're going to get over. Over seven wins. I don't think they're going to win the division, though. Next, staying in New York, the New York Jets. Their number is six. I have them in coming in at the under at five and 12. Eric? Exact same thing I was going to say, under five and 12. It's definitely going to be better. And for the first time, it looks like a Jets quarterback might be on the right track because of the people in charge. Sam Darnold wasn't a bad quarterback. The people in charge were not right for him. Yeah. Zach? Now, all these names... It's, I think it's going to be five and 12, but it's going to be, you're going to see improvement. Zach, what do you think? I'm going to go under. I'm not sold on uh, Wilson. And I don't think the team definitely got a little bit better on the outside and on the defense, but I don't think it's enough to really do anything. Tom, what do you think? I don't think anything has changed and they're going one and 16. So the under. Okay. All right. Trish. Oh my God. All right. Well, I'm not that pessimistic, but I, I am going to say under. Uh, I don't think they made enough. They did enough to make this team viable. And I'll believe that Zach Wilson has the right guys around him when I fucking see it because the Jets have such a bad track record with quarterbacks. I, I'll believe that they can develop a good quarterback when I see it. Next is the Philadelphia Eagles. They're number six and a half. I have them coming in at seven and 10 and barely hitting that over. Eric, what do you think? Over at eight and nine. This is my team that's finishing second in the NFC East. Uh, I love Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to do great in Philly. They finally have a number one wide receiver. They have a solid running game. Defense is getting some pieces back. I like everything I'm seeing out of Philadelphia this year. Not enough to say, oh my God, they're going to make the playoffs. I am finishing eight, nine, nine, and eight. But I think it's going to be definitely better than what we saw. Zach, what do you think? I'm going to go over. I like, I like them this year. I, th I think uh, I don't really have a reason, honestly. I, I just think they're going to go over than over that. Tom. I, I have them at eight and nine. So that, so the over, but there's still a lot of problems with that team. Uh, Trish, what do you think? I'm going under. I think Jalen hurts is a fraud. Uh, I think that, the league is going to figure him out this year and he's not going to do very well, but they have the elite Joe Flacco. They do. Oh, I forgot about Joe Flacco. Yeah. Joe, no, 
<laughs> Joe, Joe loses them more games. <laughs> them having Joe Flacco actually just made them a worse team in my eyes. So, yeah, no, definitely under. He's willing to doubt a game because Flacco's the backup. <laughs> That's, I mean, listen, <laughs> that happens. You know he's going to see the field at some point for his home. Oh, yeah. Eagles. You know he will. <laughs> uh, next, we're staying in the state of Pennsylvania. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're number eight and a half. I have them coming in way under. I have them as the worst team in the NFC North, uh, hanging around four wins. So I think under by a mile. Eric, what do you think? I like the under here too. I don't think it was wise for Big Ben to come back and not draft a replacement for him at quarterback. Uh, the Najee Harris pick was a little bit of a reach, and the defense is good. I like TJ Watt. I like Minka Fitzpatrick but I don't see what else is there to like about Pittsburgh. I like the under here too. I, I agree with both of you guys. Yep. Uh, I, I think uh, ben, Big Ben had an underwhelming year last year and had no reason to come back, and he did it anyway. So I think, it, I, I think this is probably going to be the year where he decides whether he's going to be done or not. Tom? Yeah, I have them hanging around four wins as well, so I'll, I'll stick to the under. Trish? So are we just going to pretend like they weren't the last undefeated team in the league at 11? Okay, but they, they, they don't have no no, 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 this is my turn now. We're going to pretend alarm. like they weren't an insanely good team last year up until the last couple of weeks, and then they just completely fell apart. Well, you play or, bad teams, you should be decent. Yeah, or you were no. playing bad teams. You know, I you saw them of, lose to Cincy. What are we talking about? Yeah, we, we, I, saw I understand, lose. but that, again, that was in the last couple of weeks. I saw them lose to Ryan Finley that threw seven passes. I'm, I'm giving them yeah. the over here. I think that what? they are perfectly fine. I think that Big Ben is still a very good quarterback. I Did think you that see you guys his throw? Did you see his elbow? Overlooking. Yeah, no, I understand. His Noodle elbow, arm, Tom. He can Noodle still arm. get it down the field. No, he and cannot. He doesn't, he, well, no, not that far. He can get it like you know, 10, 15 yards, but that's all he needs. No, that's not all you need. That's all he needs. They won 11 games in a row. We're just going to pretend like that didn't happen because it doesn't fit with your narrative of the Steelers being shit. Oh, let's talk about what's happening. They lost Bud Dupree on defense and they still don't have a number one wide receiver. Okay. So they won 11 games in a row, right? Yep. What they finished with. Uh, I believe they were 11 and, uh, 11 and six, right? After starting 11 and oh, that's not what you're looking for. <laughs> I understand. They, they listen, off. they, they felt, they felt oh, so that that's the incorrect. The no, they, what they finish 12 and 12 and five because they beat four. the Steelers the last four. week of the, or they beat the Steelers the at week 16. The Steelers, Steelers beat the Steelers. I mean, they, they beat, beat the Colts week 16. <laughs> okay. So how the yeah. hell did they beat the Colts week 16? 12 and four. Philip Rivers. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Your only win in the last also, third of the season is because of Phillip Rivers. Also, you look at the Steelers game, uh, the playoff game, Ben Roethlisberger, while he did have 500 yards, he threw four picks. Yeah. No, listen, I'm not saying that they're <laughs> going to be the play best pulls team in the down league. There somewhere. I'm just saying four wins is an insulting number to the team that went undefeated for the longest in the league. Well, the only reason wins. they went undefeated is because they weren't playing good teams. You That's true. They played. You, like, you want me to look year. at the teams that they, they don't played that how, made the they playoffs? How many, and they won eleven games in a row. That to me means something. I think they're going to get over whatever okay. fucking number you say. Okay. Wait. 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 Hold on. Okay. I the, so I have the eleven teams they beat. 
Okay. At the Giants. Yep. Missed the playoffs. Denver. Missed the playoffs. Yep. Houston. Missed. Missed. Philadelphia. Or Cleveland. Made the playoffs. At Tennessee. At Baltimore. Made the playoffs. Hard team. At Dallas. I'll give you both more. At Dallas. Cincinnati. At Jacksonville. Seven. And Baltimore. I'll give you the Baltimore ones there. The teams they lost to. Washington, Buffalo, Cincy, Cleveland. Okay. Washington. That's rough. Buffalo, insanely good team. Washington made the playoffs. No, I understand, but Washington's a dog. Anybody could have made the playoffs if they were in the NFC East last year. That was true. The Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles couldn't. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Also, out of those 11 wins, seven of them were by one possession. Yeah. They don't ask how. They ask how many. It doesn't matter. I'm here. And how many this year is a problem. They still beat Cleveland, which you guys were all sucking Cleveland's dick 20 minutes ago when we were talking about Cleveland, how good Cleveland is. But, oh, we're not going to give them Cleveland. Then what because happened the when the Browns game improved. actually mattered? No, I understand. It doesn't matter about actually mattering. We're all we're talking about is number of wins, and I think they're going to get over that number of wins. Everybody else was shitting on them. I think that they're still a good team in the league, and they're not in an insanely strong division in my mind. They're in the strongest division in football. Really? Yep. The you third so? best team in the AFC and the fifth best team in the AFC is in that division. The I Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore t- Ravens. Okay, and they beat both those fucking teams. Oh my last God. year, last yes. year. Okay, they did nothing to improve their team, while those two teams either stayed even or improved their team. Big Ben, you have to expect another year of regression. They lost Bud Dupree. It is now just JJ uh, TJ Watt on the defensive mm-hmm. line until JJ gets out of. Uh... Oh, no, J.J. went to uh, Arizona, right? Yeah, now it's just T.J. Watt on the defensive line. Yep, yep. I understand. I still think they're going to be better than – what What was the number? Eight, nine? Eight and a half. Eight and a half, yeah. Yeah, I still think they're going to get more than eight and a half wins in a 17-game season. Hey, if they play the way they played the last two months of the season, next season, they're going to go 4-12. and 12. They're going to go 4-13. and 13. All right. Next, the San Francisco 49ers, their number 10 and a half wins. I have them coming in at under this number. I have them going nine and eight next season, and that's good enough to make the playoffs for them. Uh, Eric, what do you think? I like the under here, too, at nine and eight. Uh, tough division that they're in. Quarterback situation kind of murky. And the offense, I'm still not really a fan of, but I still think it's not going to be a bad team. I think they're going nine and eight. Zach, what do you think? I'm not sold on Jimmy G anymore. So I'm going to go under here. I, I think that they'll probably make the playoffs, maybe get a wild card spot, but I don't, I don't think they'll do anything special. Tom, I got the over at 12 and five. Trish. I'm going to take the over only because uh, I want to see what their defense can do when they're healthy. Staying in the NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks, their number is 10. Their number actually lower than the 49ers. I have them going 13 and four, winning the division and hitting that over, Eric. I'm going 11 and six, hitting the over as well. I think Russell Wilson's finally calmed down after the incidents in the offseason. And I like the receiving group and the defense, again, pretty solid. Zach? I'm going to go under. They didn't really help him on the O line front. So I feel like no matter how good 
Russell Wilson can be. He's still getting older and scrambling for plays is just going to wear him down. So I think towards the end of the season, they're going to rattle off a few losses. And uh, what was it? It was nine now or yeah, nine and a half. You said no, it's 10 Ten. I'm going to go with eight wins. Tom, I have a push. Uh, I see it. I see them as a team better than nine and eight and they can't go below nine and eight because Russell Wilson always has a positive record. Uh, some of the teams they play are just too hard for them to beat, and it's just going to result in a wild card spot. No, actually, it results in them missing the playoffs. Trish? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go under here, too. They did absolutely nothing for Russell this offseason. They got him another weapon. Great. Cool. He's already got two insanely good wide receivers. He needed an offensive line, and they didn't give it to him. And I think that division is really tough, so I, I, I don't think uh, – I don't think they're going to do very well this season. Three teams remaining. Uh, the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their number is 11 and a half. I'm going 15 and two this season, hitting the over. Eric? I'm going 13 and four and hitting the over. They're bringing back all 22 starters. That's all we've heard this offseason. Zach? I'm going to go over as well. I think that uh, they, have, they're, they have a chance to win the Super Bowl back-to-back, without a doubt. Uh, and you can't bet against Tom Brady. There's just no way that you could possibly do that. So I'm going with Brady to have 15 wins as well. Tom? I have 13 wins in the over. Trish? I'm also going to take the over. Tom Brady just keeps defying everything and just keeps getting better somehow. I don't know. He's They're just really good. I think they're going to hit the over. Next is the Tennessee Titans recently added Julio Jones. I have them going 13 and four. Their number is nine. I have them hitting that over pretty easily winning the division. Uh, not the strongest of schedules this year uh, for Tennessee. Uh, Eric, what do you have? I like 11 and six and them hitting the over and win the division as well. I like the offense. I think Julio Jones getting at defense is suspect. Adam, Adam, maybe half a win defense is low reliant on rookies, but they are in a pretty easy division. Zach. I'm going to go over as well. I'm going to agree with Eric 11 wins seems like about right for them. I think they're going to make the playoffs and maybe get to the second round. Tom? Uh, I have them at 15 wins this year, and it's the over, obviously. Trish? Uh, I have them over, but I do think they're going to struggle at the start of the season just because uh, Tennessee's identity is very much ground and pound. They have the King. They have Derrick Henry. And I understand that Julio Jones is going to make it. So now if they're all up front, they can just throw it to Julio and Julio's going to make an insane play. Or if they're dropping back, now they're losing people up front to stop Derek as well. But I feel like at the beginning of the season, it's going to be a little more difficult because it's not going to be a clear cut. What do I do here? Because you now have Julio Jones. So there's going to be some questions. They're going to have to figure out who they are as a team. And then I think they're going to get the ball rolling around game five, week five, week six somewhere in there, and I think they're going to absolutely turn it on and tear it up and lose in the second round of the playoffs. Last team, the team with no name, Washington football team, coming off an NFC East crown last season. I have them coming in under eight and a half, which is their number. I have them with six wins this season. Eric, what do you think? I have Good them at defense, seven. bad offense. That's why I have them at, at seven. I am going under defense is one of the best in football, and you have Fitz magic, but I'm going seven wins. Zach? Yeah, I'm going to go under as well. Six wins probably. Uh, I think the Eagles and the Giants got better. 
So it's a bit of a tougher division. I think the Giants gained a few wins there, and so did the Eagles. So I think that they're going to be probably third uh, above the Cowboys in the division. Uh, uh, Tom? I got them going 4-13, and so they clearly get the under. It's just I don't think they got that much better, and I see the rest of the division is getting better. Trish? I think they're going under. Uh, I definitely like if they start Heineke, it's it's a no brainer. I do think, however, if there was a season for Fitzpatrick to do that thing that he likes to do sometimes, this is that season. Well, that's going to wrap up over unders real quick here. Before we go, we have a new segment, Shining Stars. Eric and I thought about this a couple days ago. We pick a market or a state and we rank the market's top 10 stars. Today, we are going to be doing New York. The New York sports market. So that is, we're taking out the Bills and the Sabres. That is the Knicks, Nets, uh, Yankees, Mets, Giants, Jets, Rangers, Islanders, Devils. We'll go around and I'll start. My biggest star in the New York market is Kevin Durant. Pretty simple. Biggest name out of all those teams. He's my number one star in the New York market. Eric, what do you think? I also have Kevin Durant. We were doing a mini draft of this, and you said Garrett Cole at first. I had to remind you that, yes, the Brooklyn Nets do exist in New York. So I'm going to say Kevin Durant is the biggest star in the city of New York. Zach? I think you already know my answer here. You're going to say Jacob DeGrom. It's Jacob DeGrom. It's based on star. It's based on his play. It's based on his star power. And his wrecking, his yeah. recognition, yeah. recognition outside the city. He's well known all over the country. Every team right. fears Jacob Degrom five days. I'm not going to argue it. You I mean, can't it's- tell me that he is the best starring uh, ERA for any pitcher through nine starts in MLB history. It, it's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, but if I put him on the street, could people point him out? Yes, hundred percent. With long uh, hair, with long hair, they do. Zach, yeah. unless. Unless you're a baseball fan, you're not picking Jacob Degrom out of a crowd. I think you hear enough about <laughs> Jacob Degrom. I, in would, yeah, but do you hear more about him or Kevin Durant? All right, yeah, I guess Oops. you could say Kevin Durant. I'm still going with Jacob Degrom. Stop, okay. stop trying to convince me otherwise. It's now, happening. That's what. Now, I'm- to to defend Zach, they did the same with Aaron Judge on I forget which talk show it was, and he couldn't be recognized. Yeah, that was hilarious. Trish, who yeah. you got for one? Oh, this is tough. I mean, obviously, KD is just the right answer. It, you don't get much bigger than KD. And I don't think he, you know, he was already famous when he got here. And that's why. Like, he wouldn't have become what he is if he was on the Nets. But Tom, KD. I have is this all Brooklyn, time or is this is currently playing in the market? Right now. Okay. I if have it was all time. I have a Brooklyn Nets player, but I think KD is the wrong answer. I have Kyrie Irving. Should I go into why? Yeah, go ahead. Why? Well, I mean, yeah, I know KD is well-known, but I also see Kyrie as very well-known outside of the sports market. Like, I think of KD, you think of, you know, the stuff with the snake stuff, and, yeah, it's still all recognizable and stuff, but you can look at Kyrie, and you can basically say the same exact thing. I think Kyrie's just the main guy in Brooklyn. I think Kyrie's just overall the bigger star. Is Kevin Durant your two? Yeah, probably. Okay, so Tom's two is Kevin Durant. My two is James Harden. The beard. I was about to, say, I was about to bring him up. I also was going to say James Harden. So that's Trisha's two as well? 
Is that your two, Trish? Yeah, yeah. James Harden is my two. Yeah, you know, just the, the beard. Man. That's the only the beard. Yeah. It's because of the beard. It's because his nickname is the beard. It's because he has that ridiculously big, just puffy beard awesome. on his face, and it's just so recognizable. Eric, who's your two? My number, well, my number two is the aforementioned Kyrie Irving. Okay, Zach. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with baseball. I'm gonna go Garrett Cole for oh two. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Ooh. I'm an anti. Uh, I'm not anti basketball, but I'm not a big. Congratulations, basketball guy, so. Zach. Last month, you saw the second biggest star in New York City. Yeah, and he blew my, that. Well, no, he didn't blew that. Bullpen did, but my three is Kyrie Irving. That's where I have Kyrie Irving slot in. Eric, my three is James Harden. Zach, uh, I'll probably throw KD in at three. <laughs> Trish. <sighs> yeah, I guess Kyrie. I mean, I want to go away from basketball, but if you think about it, 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 it takes up the whole. It, it, it's polarizing. It's, well, wait yeah. until, well, Trish, wait until we do a couple cities later on in the year. Yeah, yeah, no. When, when you don't have a basketball market there, but when you have a team like the Nets, who are literally just a superstar team, everybody knows who those people are. You could go up to somebody who doesn't know basketball, ask them who KD is, they'll tell you. I can only think of a handful of cities that the basketball stars top in my head. Tom, who do you know. got three? Uh, I want to move away from basketball, but it's hard. I think after thinking about it, I, I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. Okay. I think that's a real recognizable name. I think he's recognizable outside of the sport. So that that's my final answer. My four, and this is finally where I have a baseball player come in. My four is Aaron Judge. He's the biggest star on the Yankees. Uh, I think he's your biggest baseball star in New York because of the team he plays for and because of his position on that team. Eric? My number four is also a Yankee. However, it is not Aaron Judge. Mine is Garrett Cole. Okay. Zach? I'm going to go with another Yankee. Uh DJ LeMahieu. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I'm a Yankee fan. I wouldn't recognize DJ LeMahieu if I saw him on the street. Not a true fan. I'm just being honest, man. All right. Uh, Trish, who's your four? I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball here just because I don't want to do like basketball or football. Uh, I'm going to go with hockey here. I'm going to say Artemi Panarin. Oh, dude, I don't even have met. I, I have one hockey player on this list, and he's not even a Ranger. You have an Islander? I might. Is it Matt Barzell? Yeah, we'll get there no, when we get spoilers. there. So, Trisha's four is Artemi <laughs> Panarin. Tom, who's your four? Four, I'll go with uh, James Harden. And that brings me at five to Garrett Cole. That's where I have Cole slotted. So, your top five for me is basketball and baseball. Eric? Number five is Mike Jacob DeGrom. That's where I'd put him. Zach? I'm going to go with Juan Carlos Stanton. Your, your list is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he was. <laughs> well, if I had a little time to, to think about it, it probably would have been a little better. But I Well, no, no it's best, this. like, top of your head. Who's the guy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Trish? Um, right here, I'm going to go Aaron Judge. Okay. Tom? Yeah, I got Aaron Judge, too. He's tall. He's got that gap in his teeth. I think I'd recognize him. 
Uh, my six is Saquon Barkley. You know, he's the he's the name right now in New York football, whether it be Giants or Jets. Uh, and everybody knows those tree trunk legs. Simple as that. Eric, who's your six? My six is also Saquon Barkley. Zach? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go Barkley here. <laughs> Miguel Andujar. Yeah, it's just gonna keep Trish. going. But it just line up every Yankee player. Just, just the Yankees line up one through nine and call up the ten. I'm gonna go a little out of pocket here. I'm gonna say Dan Daniel Jones, just because. When, when Eric and I were talking about this, that was a name I did bring up. Okay, just because Jones, I feel like is easily recognizable. Just because of the media coverage around him, because yeah. he's the New York Giants quarterback. I think if it was just based off of his skill, he wouldn't be on this list. But because of the team he plays for, and we're talking in market, people will recognize him. I think Daniel Jones is the guy. Tom, who's your six? Uh, I have it, and I, I know you're not going to want me to say it because it's your guy that you were talking about with uh, Trish, but... I, I think I got to say it. it's P.K. Subban. That's my hockey player for later in the list. <laughs> yes. He's the <laughs> – out of all the New York sports hockey players, he's the most noticeable. That is true. He's not you know, my top ten. He's Mr. Social Media in the NHL at least. Man, he's going to he be is. great. He's going to be great when we do Seattle's later in, in the summer. Yep. Seven. And it starts to get murkier the more yeah. you go down the, the list. This is where up. I have Jacob DeGrom. Oh, shit. Eric? This is where I have Aaron Judge. Zach? I'm going to go Pete Alonzo here. He, he's... <laughs> You're way too <laughs> baseball. I like it. Polar Bear Pete. Polar Bear Pete. James Harden has yet to make his list. <laughs> Um, has Kyrie Irving made it yet? No, it's just Kevin Durant. No. Trish, who's your seventh biggest star in the New York market? This is where I'll put Saquon. Because, again, I feel like anybody would recognize Saquon out and about. Plus, he wears those uh, earrings with his number on him, doesn't he? Yeah. Tom? Yeah. Blake Griffin. Oh. I think oh. a lot of people at least know the name, and I think you could recognize him in a crowd. That is a okay. name we discussed as well. Okay, I like it. Would you I say, like- uh, Zach? Jumped over a car, for God's sake. Exactly. He did. He did. He did and he has yet to make your list. I totally forgot about him, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to like my next pick. I already know it. <laughs> my eight. My eight is Julius Randle. Star about the next centerpiece of the New York Knicks. Eric, who's your eight? My number eight is also Julius Randle. Um, he's not on this list a year ago. No, not even close. Not even close. You're gonna really hear Tony. Okay. Jabril Peppers. From the area. People know his name. He was a star Bergen Catholic or Paramus Catholic. And James Hard's it's, not on your list His Zach's list is insane. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for later in the summer. 
when we do these every every episode. Listen, it's Eric and I talked about this. You go back five years, and your five guys are like Eli, it's Odell, Longquist, yep. Rod, Longquist, yeah, yeah. Oh, we did, uh, we did, we did Jeter. the state of. We did Jeter's not five years. years ago. Jeter's longer than that. I'll tell you really? this. We did. Yeah, yeah. Me and Tony, we did a, a little pilot with the state of Florida, and five years ago, the state of Florida was at a bad spot with sports. Yeah, is what we found out. Because we were arguing between Yarmir Yager and like Jameis Winston and stuff. And Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. <laughs> Getting legit consideration. Trish, Blake who's Bortles? your eight behind Saquon Barkley? <sighs> I guess I could give this to Blake Griffin. I mean, it's easy to pick him out of a crowd. He's very tall. Hey, it's Blake Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of this is you go, hey, it's. <laughs> yeah, it's also. Isn't he like one of the only NBA players with red hair? He does not have Ryan Scalabrine. I thought he did. His hair's like his hair's light. Yeah, but I thought it was like a like a like a. Like oh, a he's also blend. crossed over into the pop culture world. He dated one of the Jenners, didn't he? I he think survived, so. Yeah. He survived the yeah. Kardashian curse. Well, did he? I mean, he got traded to Detroit. How really is that surviving it? Look at where he is now. Now he's on the. I understand curses end. Oh, there's a photo of Blake Griffin on Tom's phone. That's not red hair. Yeah, he does not. He does not have red hair. It's very clearly not and, red hair. And Tom, who's your eight? I, I'll say Daniel Jones. I, Danny Dimes. I, I don't know who to say. Uh, my nine is PK Subban. Behind Julius Randle. Eric, who's your nine? I'm going to copy one of Zach's. Zach's brought ah. up, Zach brought up a good one here. I'm going John Carlos Stanton. Go. I want you all right now to Google what color Blake Griffin's hair is because Google says it's red, so you can go fuck yourselves. Yeah, yeah but you you can look at a picture and tell me it really isn't. No, but still it is. very though. blonde. Google He's also still, said... Okay, Google, yes, but that's still red hair. Google so, also said the fastest route to Tony's house a couple of weeks ago was two hours. I understand. Well, uh-huh. did you did you fuck with the settings? No. Like turn off highways Google. and tolls and shit? I love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, who's um, your nine behind Jabril Peppers? No, you're not gonna like <laughs> either. I mean, you might, but Mackenzie Blackwood. That's bad. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, really tall Canadian guy with blonde hair, missing a bunch of teeth. There's NHL players who probably couldn't pick Mackenzie Blackwood out of a lineup. <laughs> 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 there, there are there are hockey players in the New York area where if they were standing at the, the deli counter at my place, I wouldn't I wouldn't notice. Jack Hughes is above a Mackenzie Blackwood. Trish, who's your nine? Oh boy. I mean, now we're kind of starting to scrape the bottom of the star barrel here when we get to nine. You still haven't put Garrett Cole. Yeah, I know. Well, that's or just because I feel, like, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't be able to go, oh, that's Garrett Cole. I wouldn't Outside be able of, to do like, that. baseball fans. I wouldn't, For argument's I wouldn't be sake, able to. you still haven't put Jabril Peppers. I'm not putting Jabril yeah. Peppers. <laughs> Why not? No, I'm going to go with uh, – I want to go hockey, but I don't want to go PK just because PK is your number nine. Yeah, wait a minute. You went Artemi Panarin. You're talking about picking players out of crowds? <laughs> I could pick Artemi Panarin out of a crowd. Yeah, but you think most people could? So Find the guy with the super Russian hair, accent. Dude. That's Artemi he Panarin. He can't talk. That's not picking him out. 
Why is I not picking him out? There's some markets where a hockey player is the top up. one. You're, you're telling me. Well, yeah, Canadian markets. But you're telling me. I'm, I'm talking American. Oh, where are you thinking? Like Minnesota? No, like Washington. Oh, Ovi? Yeah. But you're telling me if you heard Shaq's voice, you wouldn't recognize Shaq immediately? I don't need to hear Shaq's voice to recognize him. He's seven feet tall. No, I know, but I'm saying you could be turning around. You could hear Shaq go, hey. That's (laughs) Shaq. You just just know it's Shaq. You'd be like, Shaq, what the fuck are you doing here? Who's your nine? Uh, Fuck it. I'm going with PK. It makes more sense. Tom, who's your nine? I guess Julius Randle. And my ten. It's between two people. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Blake Griffin. Yeah, redhead. Blake Griffin over Danny Dimes. Ooh. Eric, who's your ten? My number ten is R.J. Barrett, college basketball superstar yeah. and star for the Knicks. Zach, who is your ten behind Mackenzie Blackwood? Nico <laughs> Heischer. So you're ah, not, not going to like this. Zach Riley's list is something else. It's I don't, great. Zach, I don't know if I'd pick Nico out at my college. <laughs> I love You Nico. can combine the popularity of Nico Heischer, Mackenzie Blackwood, Jabril Peppers, and Pete Alonzo. Not James Harden. And he still wouldn't be as popular as James Harden. <laughs> He's not on my list. So. Trish, who's <laughs> Trish, who's your Ted? Um, well, here we are. Uh, Jabril Peppers. I'm not, I'm not saying Jabril, man. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't be able to pick Jabril. I would out. say Kenny Galladay over Jabril Peppers. None of us have even said Kenny Galladay. No, thinking, but you know, I'm gonna go with uh, with Matt Barzell. I'm gonna show the island some love. Okay, if you're on Long Island, you're gonna be able to point out Matt Barzell. Very easily. <laughs> Tom, who's your last guy? Well, since Garrett Cole and Pete Alonso, has Pete Alonzo been named to? Not by you. No, by anyone here? Yes. Yeah, okay. Heads, it's Peter Alonzo. Tails, it's Garrett Cole. It's Tails. Which one was Tails? Garrett Cole. Okay, so Garrett Cole is Tom's 10. Congratulations, shit. Tom. What do you want? You want another coin flip, Zach? Yeah. I I picked Blake Griffin over Pete Alonzo and Danny Blake Dimes. Griffin's on my Blake list. Tails again. All right. Zach, you lost. Yeah. So my top 10 athlete stars are Durant, Harden, Irving, Judge, Cole, Barkley, DeGrom, Randall, P.K. Subban, and Blake Griffin. Eric's is Durant, Irving, Harden, Cole, DeGrom, Barkley, Judge, Randall, Stanton, and Barrett. Zach's? Zax is DeGrom, Cole, Durant, LeMayhew, Stanton, Barkley, Alonzo, Jabril, Blackwood, and Heesher. Trish's is Durant, Harden, Irving, Panarin, Judge, Jones, Barkley, Griffin, Subban, and Barzell. Tom's is Irving, Durant, Barkley, Harden, Judge, Subban, Griffin, Jones, Randall, and Cole. So that's wrapping up the first segment of Shining Stars. We will do another one next week because that's going to kill a lot of time in the long yeah. summer months. Yeah, this is mm. this is our summer uh, segment. Thank you for listening to this episode. It was a long one, not going to lie. To the end. Congratulations. Good job. It.
Uh, all of the episodes of the Too Many Men Sports Podcast are available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Tuesday and Friday, so check back in next Tuesday. Uh, I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but we'll be talking about something. Congratulations to the Vegas star. Golden Knights beating the President's Trophy champion, Colorado Avalanche, Tom. Ha ha. Tony, you know what we should do? What we should, should we do, Aaron? We, sh- we should give the, like, the team for Shining Stars on the prior episode, so it gives us time to prepare. The next market we are doing next Tuesday is Los Angeles. Ooh. That's the next market. Let's do San Diego. And that the Los Angeles market includes no, we're not doing San Diego. The Los <laughs> it's one team. The Los Angeles market includes the Lakers, the Clippers, the Dodgers, the Angels, the Rams, the Chargers, uh, the Kings, and the Ducks. That's your Los Angeles market. A lot of picks there. Two teams each sport. Two teams each sport. So that'll be that'll be Tuesday. That'll be top, the Los that's, a top, that's a top ten too. Yeah, that's a uh, top ten. I've got some bad news for you. My list for that market is mostly basketball. <laughs> if not entirely basketball. Yeah, some baseball, but a little yeah. bit. I think Mike Trout, Clayton two. Kershaw. I'll tell you this, you're getting we're getting the basketball heavy markets out of the way relatively quickly. Yeah. Hopefully. After you but get New York in LA, it's smooth sailing. Yeah. Check in Tuesday. We're doing LA. And we're gonna do some like big city like LA. LA will be that market, and then we'll do like a rest of California one for the other yeah. teams that make up California. And eventually okay. when the smaller cities will do like five eventually. Yeah. When we get there. So check into that on Tuesday. Uh, and we will see you then. <laughs>